Hello and welcome to Yes, You Are Brave. This is a podcast where we are going to set off on a journey together to find and build our brave, where we explore all the ways that you have been brave and all the ways that you can be brave again. Because even though we may have forgotten or we may have fallen out of practice, we're all brave. And I'm on a mission to prove it and help you believe that yes, you are brave. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Yes, You Are Brave. This is our part two on forgiveness with Barbara Hunt, who is a forgiveness specialist, author, and just an amazing person. So in our last episode, we talked about what forgiveness is and kind of an introduction to it. This episode, we are going to continue our conversation and talk about Why is it so hard and why don't we do it? So let's jump back into this conversation, shall we? So the next uh, question that I have is why, why don't we forgive? Because you talked about that. We've talked about that before of like, there's reasons we don't forgive. There's reasons we don't want to like take this, these steps that we know maybe we need, or even if we don't know we need them, we need them. Um, So let's talk, why, why don't we forgive? Why do, why is that so hard? Yeah, there's, there's lots of reasons one is we don't necessarily realize we need to do it and that can that can really get in our way like we were saying at the beginning well that's not relevant to me you know mm-hmm. you know my my husband is an idiot you know I, you know that's not that's you know i obviously resent that person for doing that or you know you you say well so we don't realize oh actually maybe if i didn't treat him like an idiot or thought he was an idiot then maybe we would have a better relationship we're not we're not adding two and two together that's that's one really important obstacle is that we don't realize that it's relevant to us and and because we think the other person should be doing it differently we don't think it's anything to do with us we don't we don't think this is our we think it's them well if they were just different and do the thing that i want them to do and then I'd be fine, but we, we're not going, oh, I'm actually resenting them. I'm holding ill will. I'm judging them. I'm, I'm being superior to them. We don't notice that bit. And, and that's the one of the other really important obstacles is we don't notice that there's actually something quite delicious about this. We're a bit addicted to our resentment. And that's mm. that's a really key part. And that was one of the things I learned on, on the, the more to life weekend, they get you to look at your payoffs for holding your resentment. And that that's quite important psychological work. It's also shadow work because you're having to admit, oh, well, I, I like this resentment. Actually, a friend, a friend of mine read my book and she said, I realized how much I enjoy my resentments. <laughs> that was her, that was her conclusion <laughs> from the book, but one of the most important so this is an example of of the things that we get out of resentment is when we have no power it feels like we've got something so if you've hurt me and i've got this resentment Mm -hmm. it feels like it hurts less because you're wrong you know you 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 shouldn't have done that so i harden my heart so i carry my resentment like protection over my heart and that seems like a powerful thing like I've, i've got something I've got the moral high ground. That's also, we also love being right. Who doesn't love being right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have it as an excuse. 
So I might be playing a bit of a martyr or I might be playing a bit of a victim. And I, and I, I know I did that around my mom's illness because I got a lot of brownie points, girl guide points for, you know, taking time off to look after my mom. But my <laughs> resentment, my resentment gave kind of gave me a bit of an excuse to, you know, like, well, you can't expect me to, you know, make these life choices or get on with that because, you know, my mom was ill. So we use our resentment as an excuse for not maybe not leaving a relationship we should leave or maybe not making a difficult choice about our lives or we we let ourselves off the hook or we we use it as well the other person did that so i'm justified in doing that i can steal the stationery from the office because you know my boss was unkind and unfair you know we justify our behavior so there's all these different things that we get out of holding the resentment and one of the most important is that it feels like protection when we've been hurt. And this is what Gabor Mate would call, or, or Thomas Hubel, those kinds of teachers who talk about compassionate inquiry, they would call it a very intelligent coping mechanism. This is, this is the best thing you can do when you're young and the people around you are not treating you in the way that inside yourself, in your kind of heart of hearts, you know, you should be loved and respected and honored and being adored and you're not. So sometimes this is your best effort to try and protect yourself. The truth is you've been hurt, but so this feels just like a bit better, like a sticking plaster or something a bit hard over the top. The other thing we don't realize, so we don't notice that we're getting something out of the resentment, the payoffs, but we also don't notice it's costing us something. We're not in touch with the downside this if i've got protection over my heart and i'm trying to have an intimate relationship no one can get in they just hit this because i'm i'm so well protected i can't make myself vulnerable because it feels it feels too much if i just am present to the pain that i experienced it feels too vulnerable and that's one of the other really key things we don't want to feel that vulnerability so we think this is better but actually it stops us really feeling fully you know like stops the heart healing mm -hmm. you know they feel it's like there's a, a splinter still in the heart and and you know it's tender you know like when you hurt your elbow and you just say oh there's something, there's something still in there you know and every yeah. time you touch it it hurts and the only way of making it better is you actually have to get the splinter out and that's mm -hmm. and that's the work that needs to happen is the forgiveness work where you're letting yourself say ouch ouch that happened it wasn't fair. I didn't want it. You know, maybe it was even a mistake, but, but ouch. So we're honoring the vulnerable part as part of the process, the part that, that took the hits. And so if we're not in touch with the payoffs, what we get out of holding the resentment, all the good stuff, and we're not aware of the downside either, because carrying resentment, if I've got all this, and, and the resentment is going inside my system and the the etymology of the word resentment is comes from sentir the latin to feel so feeling again resent it's re i'm feeling it again oh i'm feeling it again oh that you know it's like the all the feelings are inside me and there's some really lovely quotes like holding on to your resentment is like taking poison and hoping the other person will die or my favorite yeah. Holding onto your resentment is like setting yourself on fire and hoping the other person will be bothered by the smoke. They're not even in the fire. They're like 
over there and you're hoping yeah. that the wind will waft in their direction so they'll be bothered by it but of course this it's you you know the all of this stuff is inside you and we're not aware that our resentment has any downsides that it's actually costing us it's costing our peace of mind it's costing our sleep it's costing our intimacy it's costing our integrity our humanity because there but for the grace of god go i it costs us in our authenticity you know all these different costs we're completely oblivious because we just think well they're wrong and we're not going yeah. oh and she also i have been wrong okay <laughs> once obviously but i was wrong you know like and, and so yeah. it costs us in our compassion and our humanity that's the downside again we don't we don't see it we're not aware of it and all of this is happening in our subconscious you know like the iceberg there's this bit at the top which is how wrong they are and then yeah. underneath is all the like well what i'm holding on to what i'm doing what's not happening there's all the subconscious material and that's why i think of forgiveness as a as a, a like a a shadow process a clearing up process yeah i think that is really cool like just seeing the real and like i can see when as you're talking about all these different things like i can see it as i'm like looking back like yeah, it is actually there are some payoffs like it is um I don't know it's like fun or easy like it's easy to reach for that and like I love what you said about the, the etymology of it and like the recirculating of the feeling and it just you know we've got to have some sort of drama sometimes we think we need to have that to like I don't know yeah. make yeah. up um, yeah. and also culturally all of our focus is on revenge and you know the person who's done you wrong and stand up to the man and don't let people get one over on you and we have a, a real kind of cultural desire it's i think it is a bit addictive brené brown says that resentment she says it, it goes down like a milkshake but it burns your insides like battery acid we, we want wow. it but actually yeah. it, it destroys us and and sometimes i do these playful things where i get people to imagine we're going to re rewrite romeo and juliet but with like including forgiveness so the montagues and the capulets they meet they have a mediated meeting they do their forgiveness work and then there's a wedding and of course no one would want to go and see that play <laughs> because there's no drama there's no death there's it's yeah. just a wedding you know who's that's boring that's never gonna be a hit series on netflix and that is some of the problem is that <laughs> we don't want to forgive and so it's not it's sometimes it's we don't realize that we need to and some of it is even if we do we don't really want to and that's the sort of big secret we don't really want to yeah that's <laughs> It's that is yeah that's i think it's <laughs> one of the things that you said as you talked about like being able to say out loud like what the problems are and what you feel like you actually like, acknowledging those those things because i mean you're right i think sometimes it is embarrassing you're like well this 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 stupid little silly thing that happened <laughs> yes that i've been holding on to for like all this time and you know i think that is part of it like yeah, yeah it's embarrassing that decades yeah. that I've held on to this this one little stupid thing so yeah. how would you what would you say to people that like they maybe they do feel embarrassed of like because these are small these are simple they're they feel yeah almost shameful that they need to like ref I would, have I would say 
I would say you're in really good company, really good company. <laughs> There's millions of us. When, when I work with the groups online, I get everyone to write their forgiveness list. So, you know, as many as possible. And then the number of years that they've held the resentment. Mm -hmm. And most individuals have more than a hundred, sometimes many hundreds. And so in a group, you've got thousands of years of resentment. So that automatically makes you feel like you're in good company. These are my people. These are the resentful people. I love them because they're like me, holding on to grudges and grievances that they really want to let go of, but we didn't know how. I mean, that's, that's the truth of it is yeah. we don't we don't really have an outlet there's there there aren't forgiveness schools if you're not in any kind of religious or traditional um you know spiritual um if you're not in a tra traditional uh spiritual setting maybe you don't even have a teaching about forgiveness i mean most mm -hmm. most of the major traditions do which is great yeah. some of them are not really that good at practicing it or they have a practice but seem to not use it I'm not saying any names but you know, it's, 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 it's a cultural thing yeah. that we, we really could do with learning how to do. And that's sort of my mission is to kind of help make that easier. And then also the other thing to say is sometimes we also need to untangle the mind. So forgiveness is very much about untangling the heart, but we also need to know that a lot of the time our minds are tricking us. We're not always telling ourselves the truth about situations and we have to be able to do that distancing thing which you learn with mindfulness or meditation or any kind of willingness to take a step back and ask yourself actually is is this true you know the thing that i'm saying to myself or my particular perspective because everyone has their own frame we all know that yeah. that through the frame of the ego uh, the light you know life is filtered through it and we're given that the frame of the ego comes from our early circumstances and our, you know, whatever it is, our traditions and all that sort of thing. And, and we, we learn to see life in a particular way. And it's really helpful to be able to question that as well without, you know, destabilizing yourself completely, but just to have a little bit of, well, I wonder, you know, when I judge that person, you know, is that even true? The thing that I'm accusing them of or thinking that they've done or not done, that can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to self-forgiveness, that's an essential part because self-forgiveness is so much more intimate. It's, you know, in here. And, but we do the same things that we, we don't forgive for the same reasons. We think that if we let ourselves off the hook, we might carry on and do the same thing again. So we don't forgive ourselves. And then also there's that thing about you have to forgive yourself first before you can forgive other people. And I really don't believe that that's true because I think that can hold a lot of people up. <laughs> no, wait, I'm not going to forgive you because I haven't forgiven myself yet. Come back to me when I'm 90. <laughs> yeah, that is, I've heard that and I've never thought about it in that way of like, because we do sometimes put those absolutes like, oh, I can't do this for you because I haven't done it for me yet. But like, you got to start somewhere learning those things, right? And so exactly. if I can maybe learn to forgive you, then then maybe it'll transfer later to, to me. And I, I love that idea of like- Start anywhere, that's what I say. <laughs> I love Start that. with the easy wins, you know? And that's the other thing about having forgiveness as a practice is don't go for the biggest thing. When, when I work with the groups, I, I don't ever do a forgive your mom. I never do that as a group because it's too much. You need one-to-one -one assistance with that because it's such a foundational relationship. Mm -hmm. And I, and I say, I get people to kind of grade the level of their resentment on a one to 10 grade. So one is like, not really that much. 10 is like significant. And I get them to work around in the middle. 
because you want to learn the practice and get mm -hmm. familiar with it with something that's relatively easy and even then when people do a practice on something that looks like it's a five they're going i didn't realize there's so much in there i didn't realize i was still holding on to it and that is the important thing is we don't realize it's a bit like when you get into one of the cupboards underneath your kitchen sink and you're like <laughs> oh my god what is that at the back you know and you're getting all of the stuff out you don't you don't oh i didn't realize i had that in there same yeah that is i love that start with the, the small things and, and just opening up. And I think sometimes for me, I, one of my struggles of like opening up and be like, okay, like we need to work on this is it's like, maybe you do realize that there's a lot in there and it can be, I think sometimes intimidating to be like, well, if I open this box, like <laughs> you know how long it took me to pack it all down. So it would yep. fit in this box. I'm like, it's going to explode. There's going to be no room. Yes. So that I think, well, is... I can respond to that, which, which yeah. is, I, I mean, I do like thinking of forgiveness as a practice because rather than a can of worms it's more like a tupperware pot of worms and you can take one of the corners off get one of the worms out put the firmly put the lid back down again and deal with that particular worm and even yeah. even with a mum or a dad i have had one client who has taken three 90 minute sessions to work on her mum that she did have very extreme circumstances most of the time you can get most of it cleared out in one session and it, it's a bit like clearing a pot you know like you do like a really good job you swill it out you pour out the water and then you look at the bottom maybe there's a bit that's burnt on and you need something a bit more you might need to go back and do a bit more scraping but for most people 90 minutes to shift a lifetime of resentment of one person i think that's a good deal Wow. That is a really good deal. And I love, I don't know. I love that you're like, not, I don't, how do I say this? Like, oh, you said shifting all of this stuff in 90 minutes, like maybe a couple 90 minute sessions, but like, maybe it doesn't have to be quite as hard as we are, are making it out to be. I'm realizing that there's a lot of things that like, maybe they're not as hard as I'm making and then, my friends, will be the next episode, our third episode on forgiveness will be about is it really as hard as we need to make, as we make it, and what the impacts, positive impacts of forgiveness. So stay tuned for that and have a fantastical day. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed what you've heard today, please leave a review down below and share this with anyone that you feel like could use a little more brave in their life. And if you'd like to follow more of my journey to be brave, you can follow me on social media and the link down below. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to be brave.